אנו מכריזים בזאת על הקמת מדינה יהודית בארץ ישראל. היא מדינת ישראל. People started running in the street and dancing. He was alone in the room. My uncle Amos asked him, Daddy, why don't you go out of the street and dancing with the people? He said, I'm sad because I know how much blood will be shed for our independence. Hey, I'm Mishi Harman, and this is Israel Story. Israel Story is brought to you by the Jerusalem Foundation and the Times of Israel. So Israel is turning 75, and we feel this is a moment for us to step back and take stock, to ask where we came from, where we are, and where, for God's sake, we're going. And in order to answer those questions, we decided to go back to the basics. Our series, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, looks at our founding moral compass, Megillat Ha'atzmaut, or the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence was forged amid strife and turmoil. It was a birth that, everyone knew, would trigger war. Yet it was also a rare moment of unity and agreement, a joint historical, cultural, legal, and to a certain extent religious case for a Jewish state in the land of Israel. Today, this document looms large once again, and has emerged as a central point of contention as we Israelis debate the future character of our country. 37 people signed Megillat Ha'atzmaut. There were no Arabs, and for that matter, no non-Jews among them. But the group that did sign represented many factions of the Jewish population. There were revisionists and labor party apparatchiks, capitalists and communists and socialists, kibbutznikim, moshavnikim, and city folk, Haredi rabbis and atheists. Over the course of the past several months, our team has diligently tracked down the closest living relative of each one of these signatories and interviewed them. We talked about their ancestors and families, about the promise of the Declaration, the places in which we delivered on that promise, the places in which we exceeded our wildest dreams, and also about the places where we fell short. And it is through these descendants of the men and women who, with a strike of a pen, gave birth to this country of ours, that we wish to learn something about ourselves. Today we'll meet David Ben-Gurion and his eldest grandson, Yariv Ben-Eliezer. He'll present one of the many political perspectives we'll be featuring throughout the series. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The 
Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality. They make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds made possible by you. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. This week, we released our 50th wartime diary. Next week is Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. And as a way of marking this milestone, and these dates, Yochai Meital and I will have a series of onstage conversations in New York and Cleveland. We'll discuss the process of creating wartime diaries, talk about some of the challenges we've encountered, the dilemmas we've had, the insights we've gained, So if you want to hear what covering the evolving story of this war has been like for us, we'd love to see you at one of our events. All the details are on our site, israelstory.org. And meanwhile, wishing us all calm and peaceful days ahead. Okay, we're back. Ben-Gurion perhaps the most influential Jewish leader since Moses, needs no introduction. Here, though, are a few facts about Israel's first prime minister. It was he who, on May 12, 1948, advocated for what became the name of the state, dismissing the options of Judah, Zion, and Eretz Israel. It was he who pushed, more than anyone else, for the Declaration of Independence, Even as Jerusalem and large swaths of the Galilee were cut off, Kibbutz Kfar Etzion had just fallen, and the U.S., days earlier, had explicitly warned that it would not come to the aid of a young state in the event of a military defeat. Which, by the way, seemed entirely possible. It was he who wrote in his diary on the day of the declaration, quote, At four o'clock in the afternoon, Jewish independence was declared, and the state was founded. Its fate is in the hands of the armed forces. It was he who, just five weeks after the founding of the state, gave the order to open fire on the Irgun's arms ship, the Altalena, a decision that some saw as a test of true leadership, and others as a murderous act that would result in civil war. It was he who, though himself a socialist, charted Israel's course away from the Soviet Union. And he who, years later, gave the order to capture Adolf Eichmann and bring him to trial in Jerusalem. Finally, it was he who, while shepherding the state into existence and shaping more or less all of its institutions from the Mossad to the IDF, from the Histadrut Labor Union to the National Bible Quiz, was forced by his wife Paula to eat the same bland porridge 
a blend of applesauce and sour cream that she called kuchmuch, every day for breakfast. Here's Ben-Gurion addressing the Knesset and discussing Israel's future on the occasion of his 85th birthday in 1971, two years before his death. We cannot boast that the nation in Israel is already an exemplary nation. And our international status will be determined neither by our supposed material wealth nor by our military might, but by the moral light of our undertaking. And though there are menacing shadows, significant ones above us right now, we have grounds to believe that we can be an exemplary nation. My name is Dr. Yeriv Ben Eliezer. I'm a professor of communication. This tape was created when I was eight. I didn't know anything. I mean, I didn't know that my grandfather is such an important person. When I started elementary school, I realized that I belonged to a very famous family because kids were teasing me and singing songs about my grandpa. And I would fight them. It was not so easy. Then I started dating. If after a week the girl would say, let's see you, grandpa. I said, no, she doesn't like me. She likes my grandfather. Dropped her. After a couple of cases like this, I met my late wife. She said something good about begging. I said, okay, she doesn't love my grandfather. She loves me. So I offered her to marry, and we got married after six months. We were children. She was 19. I was 20 and a half. I was still in the military, and I would run through the fences almost every night to see my wife and paid for that in prison, but that's a different story. My grandfather has a problem with height because he was a short guy. So when he saw me, he said, wow, good. You brought a tall girl to the family and a beautiful one, and there was a love affair between them. I remember that one day we came for a visit and my grandma asked her, Dalia, there's no clothing in Israel that you have to go with the mini? So my grandfather said, it's nice, she has beautiful legs. I loved him so much, he was a great person. On top of everything, he was a genius in many respects. He knew many languages. He learned Spanish just to read Don Quixote. He learned Greek just to read a Platon. I mean, it's crazy, but unique. He has a great personality when he talks. And I'm sure that if he had been here today, he could have been a great contender to prime minister as far as media is concerned. So I thought the attitude all Germans as to Nazis is wrong. It's unjust. I couldn't say that Adenauer is a Nazi. He was not a Nazi. Violent demonstrations throughout Israel today. Blood money, guilt money, screamed the crowd as stones were thrown at the parliament building. I wish the Chancellor every success in his efforts 
why Germany in its path of democracy and international cooperation. Thank you very much. Begin, who was considered to be a great Democrat, he gathered thousands of his supporters, like the babies today, each of them holding a rock. And he said to them, because of the agreement Ben Gurion made with the Germans, I'm telling you today, blood. And they all went to the parliament, to the Knesset, and threw rocks at the Knesset. At the center of the storm are the negotiations between Israel and Western Germany on reparations to compensate the survivors of Hitler's concentration camps. The survivors insist genocide has no price. I couldn't forget it to begin. All the shtick that he did, fine with me. But trying to throw stones and rocks at the Knesset? The same situation occurs in Israel today. Benjamin Netanyahu is in power 15 years. He divided Israel to those who are his followers, we call them Bibistim, and those who don't. Luckily, most of those who don't live in Tel Aviv, so I'm living in a bubble, and I live my life quietly. I'm considered to be Smolan, because I believe in equality, in socialism, and freedom to the Palestinians and everything. So I'm a traitor. I went to school at NYU for six years. And I wished Israel would be like Manhattan. Live and let live. Liberal, patient, tolerant. I envy them. I mean, I would say in one sentence, the country is beautiful. The people of Israel are shit. He was very realistic. He had vision. He was like a prophet in this case. I remember very well the last chapter. He wrote it, not just signed it. It says, Israel will take care of equality between people based on age, gender, ethnicity, nationality. You see, he believed that Israel would be an example to the other nations. And the people of Israel will be what he called Amzgula. And this is not. Israel became now a state of apartheid. It was a vision that went down the drain. This is not the dream of the beginners of Israel, and it was not the dream of my grandfather. It's a nightmare. Half of the people will go to the army, and half of the people will study Torah. Fuck! I don't want it. I have grandchildren. They're going to the army, fight for what? For the Hasidic who is sitting masturbating and getting money for my taxes? This is not the people I want to live with. When I see what's happening in Israel, I'm so proud of my grandfather 
and said for him, I'm glad that he didn't see that troubled country now. I'm glad that he can't see that. He would have killed him. I'm an optimistic person. I never give up. I believe that eventually, Netzach Israel lo yeshaker. We will survive all the troubles and win. Mitch Ginsberg and Lev Cohen are the senior producers of Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Our staff also includes Yochai Meital, Zev Levi, Adina Karpuch, Jamal Rishek, Hadas Kidron, Shoshana Sara, Shira Shans Khalil, Ross Bordeaux, Yael Ben Chorin, and Rotem Tzin. Sela Weisblum is our sound engineer. Zev Levi scored and sound designed the episode, with music from Blue Dot Sessions. Our music consultants are Tomer Kariv and DJ Yoni Turner. And our dubber is Yoav Yefet. The episode was recorded in our very own Nomi Studios. You can catch up on all our regular Israel Story episodes, as well as the other signed, sealed, delivered mini-sodes on our site, israelstory.org, or by searching for Israel Story wherever you get your podcasts. You can and should also check out our home at timesofisrael.com slash podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under Israel Story. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of Israel Story, email us at sponsor at israelstory.org. This series is dedicated to the memory of my beloved father, David Harmon, who was a true believer in the values of the Declaration of Independence, in Zionism, in democracy, and most of all, in equality. I'm Mishi Harman, and we'll be back next time with another installment of Signed, Sealed, Delivered, and a completely different perspective on Israel's Declaration of Independence. Till then, Shalom Shalom, and Yalla Bye. פתאום קם אדם בבוקר ומרגיש כי הוא עם ומתחיל ללכת ולכל הנפגש בדרכו
Infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim. Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.